Hello and welcome everyone to episode 101 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, of course, uh, Brandon Bovia, the letterer of manga like Dragon Ball Super and uh, Kaiju Super 8 and many, many more. Before we start recording on this, I was, I was working on the... I think... No, wait. Oh, God. I'm, I'm trying to remember if I could say it or not. I, I'm going to be on the safe <laughs> side and say I'm, I'll just like shut my mouth, even though I'm 90% sure it's okay. But <laughs> That's fine. Anyway. Manga industry secrets, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah, I was like, I was a little distracted. I was reading, uh, you know, doing our opening. I was like, man, I'm saying one a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> it is. I guess it is one 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 oh one. So there we are. It's like we're, we're oh in, yeah, we're in the triple digits. We've been in the triple digits, but now we're properly back in the manga after our Alabasta adventure. So thank God. Yeah. <laughs> It go, certainly go check makes out an episode Thriller of Bart that. Nice, uh, yeah. The, the, so the funny thing is, outside of the thing that obviously we were both like, uh, about, this is better than I remember. Yeah, no, I'm actually enjoying this. And even the, um, as we'll see, just like, you know, right from the start, even like the Absalom bit, at least in this set of chapters, like, th- there's a fun little, like, twist to it that I yes. think helps it feel not as terrible. Oh, <laughs> like, thank God for this new character. <laughs> yeah, I was it, thinking the same thing. <laughs> it really balanced balanced out Absalom in a way that was absolutely needed. But we'll get to yeah, that yeah. soon because we got chapter 451, Perona's Wonder Garden, where our uh, doctor and his machines, while moon gazing, sees the moon explode. And that's a massive <laughs> explosion. What a sight to, <laughs> to, be able to, to be able to see an explosion from all the way down on earth yeah like what the heck (laughs) yeah i i feel like that is the pervasive thought during like the cover stories for this set of chapters just like what the hell is happening (laughs) we've never been so confused like we didn't know where things were going before but this one we just sort of confused like what yeah what is happening like i like I like I've alluded to earlier, there there are some things here that I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I can see how this will tie into stuff in like a billion chapters. But um, there's a lot of other stuff in the here now. I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, time for some more. What the hell is? We're meeting some of these zombie generals, where Absalom is waking them up, and we're kind of getting a a bit of an introduction to some of them. Like they, like they're not as I don't know. They don't listen quite as well as some of the others. Like, there's definitely some yeah. rebellion here. They're following, but they're they have some lip against them. We yeah, got this, we got this Captain uh, John. Chap- yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what his game whole thing is yet, but yeah, he does kind of have his like, yeah, yeah, all right, you know. Yeah, something like that. But much more importantly, we get to meet Lola, who really wants to marry <laughs> Absalom for even some in the wedding reason. dress. For some reason. I I really do like as we alluded to a couple minutes ago. Like this is Lola is the character that I think Absalom needed to like just balance out the humor somewhat and just to, like okay like Absalom is a huge disgusting freak of a man, um, but like now he's also being pursued by you know well I wouldn't use the same words for poor Lola but yeah yeah she's a a, a boar lady yeah a f- female warthog. He's like, no, I don't want to marry you. You're a, you're one. You're a warthog, not a person, uh, and you're a zombie. You're dead. 
And <laughs> like how she's like, oh, huh? And then puts down a marriage certificate and tries to get him to sign it. And honestly, yeah. really great fight scene of them, of her just trying to get him to stomp it or trying to give him a, a ver- marital vow kiss. Like, I immediately like Lola. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, freaky just, looking, but I, lo- freaky, I like but her. Great, yeah. And then the the sort of whole reveal where you know Absalom's just kind of like alluding to Nami. You know, I've got you know I've got my sights on other women basically. And then Lola's basically like, I'm going to go kill her. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, seriously, how did you not know that was going to happen, Absalom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> like you. You said it, and now here we go. Yeah, and I just. I love everything about how the gag escalates from here. It's it's great. Yeah, it, it's a great <laughs> way. To, no notes. I, like, way masterful way to balance out like your worst character by far. Just torturing. Yeah, him with this, yeah. This lady. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I like Absalom, but I like that. I don't just have to like watch him be a creep. Yes, <laughs> and it's it's satisfying. It, in a, in a weird way, satisfying to see him. You know, get a taste of his own medicine in a in a way. Even though Lola's not. Nearly as disgusting. <laughs> no, she just wants to get married. That's 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's talking about bride, but he's got like getting on sneaking up in the shower and whatnot. So uh. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But we move over to Perona and basically getting an update here where the, the Risky brothers are bringing a coffin there and they're, he's supposed to take it to the master at the dance hall. Uh, and we get this whole thing, which doesn't seem like it just seems like a gag, but it turns out to be important later on where yeah. she doesn't like how this thing talks. <laughs> she just never allows Kumasi to actually sit and get a word in like you're not cute. So he just wants yeah. like visual cues. Yeah, exactly. It's funny that she's talking to him and, and like asking for confirmation. Like, do you understand? It's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, and he's just trying to like, take care. Did you whisper something? I. <laughs> it's just like, how dare you? It's it's an interesting dynamic, but I like how it's more than just a gag. Yeah. Uh, as we'll find out later. But it's time to meet these risky brothers who are carrying a coffin and they end up slipping and the coffin opens up and it turns out they're awake. The, the ones inside of Chopper, Nami and Usopp and Chopper, go to you, man, just taking out these axe-wielding squirrels <laughs> it's on site also quick note about the risky brothers because it, it I, I i it took me a second um but um the, the, they're squirrels uh the japanese word for squirrel is risu uh risuki oh risuki. of course yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah gotta love a good japanese pun yeah yep. <laughs> but they they wake him up and they realize like oh that samurai hit us with the back of his sword that's why we're alive so ooh, thank goodness for that and uh, the, the uh, squirrels are running off their back up and they're like, where are we? And they realize that they're in a of this forest. This garden is just the connecting bridge between two towers. It's massive. Yeah, I actually I forgot about this part. Like there's a whole other like section 
of this island that's behind the mansion. Yeah, <laughs> it is way bigger. So I was like, oh, <laughs> this island, this ship. Like when you when you think about this being a ship and just the size of it, it just blows your mind at all at, at all times. It's like my god. It makes for some, and and the the bridge too makes for a really cool visual. Yeah, uh, it's really really memorable. It, it's I, the designs here are so good, <laughs> but they're basically trying to discuss their plan. It's like okay, what, something's weird here. We were scared silly. We ran around, but after all is said is done, we're just here. What like something's something's wrong here? And it's like hey, let's just get out of here. It's like no, there's something up. But she also wants to stick around because she thought about the the whole say that what they said. This room isn't the, the treasure chamber. room. <laughs> yeah, this room. Yeah, and so I love that panel of you know, like like Usopp's trying to talk her out of it, and you know, and I'm just like, of course I'm scared too. While she has the berry symbol in her eyes, <laughs> there's something wrong with your eyes. <laughs> They're just like, what are we gonna do here? But then all of a sudden they turn around and they see penguins zombie penguins of course <laughs> one with uh, a bandage over the eye another one with human lips instead of a beak and another one with just a dog face yeah just like <laughs> one i love that they're you know we're the the, the penguin zombie duo uh, i mean trio <laughs> <laughs> i'm the new guy <laughs> i don't care about your membership and then there's like oh yeah the ones behind you are the wild zombies and you look around it's like oh then this is the it, it's at this point it's like wow oda's just having fun yeah, all of these really just, like, unique and horribly messed up, like, animal zombies. <laughs> it's just, I, lo- I love the kangaroo one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so odd. And just, like, the cute koala face, but he's so huge and, just, like, what the heck? He's carrying a base. I also like the implication as we sort of learn. We do kind of learn how the zombies work uh, later on. I don't know if it's a full explanation, but it's at least a, a bit of an explanation where these are all the lower numbers. Yeah. So it indicates that this is where sort of Hogback started. Yeah. And, and I would imagine that these are probably like the weaker set. Like these are these are the early experiments. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. They're just like, oh, well, go beat them up to a bloody pulp. And so they're like, they're trying to fight them off with the, the fire. And but it's not enough because the penguins are able to take Usopp down. Chopper gets hit by a ball and chain. And Nami's going to get beat to a pulp as well. But it's not looking good for them, basically. When all of a sudden, the dog-faced zombie steps in and says, I will never allow anything to happen to a woman, and I will never kick a woman even if it kills me. <laughs> if you got a problem what with that. I heard that before. Like, yeah, hmm. This, this, this seems <laughs> oddly familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I I love the mystery here because it, it adds to the whole thing. It's like, well, that wasn't Brooke before. But now it's like, this guy's acting like, well, Sanji. But yeah, yeah. what's that mean? What's what's up with that? It's a, it's a pretty decent mystery, all things yeah. considered. Well, then, of course, we, we sort of, we, we cut back to the, the other half of the crew where we've got Luffy, Frankie, and, um, and Robin. Zoro has gone missing, and I love Robin's first, like, uh, was he strangled to death without a sound? <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's amazing. And the, the funny thing is, it's like, oh, he could have just wandered off because he gets lost all the time. We don't know. Yeah. Zoro going missing is the least surprising thing of this whole ordeal. It, it really is. And it's interesting that we had our strong group, but even they are starting to slowly dwindle. It's fascinating in that way. But that's where we end is Zoro is missing. So thing mysteries are abounding, that's for sure. But we do have an SBS 
And uh, we have, actually have a question about the Devil Fruit users that showed up during that final fight with all the captains during Enos Lobby at the end. Yeah, I never thought we'd get an answer about this. <laughs> yeah, we got a fit. It's where he's like, OK, we got a fan book ca called One Piece Yellow, but I'll tell it to anyone who doesn't have the book. So there were three Devil Fruit, fruit users, Captain Sharingle, the wheel wheel fruit, a wheel human, uh, where each part of his body can spin like wheels, able to perform high level attacks. Then Captain Shu with the rust rust fruit, a rust human that where any metal he touches instantly rusts. So he's the one who destroyed Zoro's Yabushiri, Yubashiri, mm -hmm. excuse me. And then finally, Captain Barry Good the, of the Berry Berry Fruit, a grape human. He can separate his body parts like grapes and rearrange himself into any shape he wants. Isn't that just worse buggy? Yeah, kind of. But apparently <laughs> I was able to get the captain level with that. So there you hey, go. Yeah. Honestly, that the, the Captain Shoe with the Rust Rust Fruit, that's like there's only so much you can do with metal and whatnot. Depending, But depending on who you, he's fighting, he could be devastating. Yeah, certainly. I, I could imagine. I don't know. I, I would imagine. I don't know if like how much uh, metal they use on like pirate ships and stuff. But, you know, you could probably do some some real damage real, real fast. Oh, yeah. The other question is about Kukuro's seashells. And uh, well, you know, we can we're just going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Even Oda, he's just like, I'm sorry, I was having nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chapter 452, Jigoro of the Wind. And it turns out that the moon's explosion was so shocking that the old man choked on a dumpling and died. Again, this is what I'm talking about. I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What it's, the heck? cover story is so bonkers. <laughs> I, okay, sure. Yeah. This is by far just like the most like far removed from, I think, anything that we know about. Like, I mean, because, yeah, we're following Eneru, but like. All of the things surrounding him has just like completely removed from what we know about the setting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I, I have no idea. Good God. In the chapter itself, Luffy has discovered armor and put it on. <laughs> yes, of course. I love this, uh, the conversation that he has with Frankie here where, you know, Frankie's just like telling him to stop messing around. And then, you know, Luffy's like, it's every man's dream to wear a suit of armor. And then, you know, Frankie's just like, oh, forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to have a heart of iron. He just starts seeing, seeing his steel, cyborg steel traveler blues. <laughs> I This is the point for me where I realized like having Frankie along for for this set like it's wonderful he's i he i feel like he's kind of the mvp uh of this episode of the podcast <laughs> oh yeah he he definitely stands out here and it's it's wonderful to see as the the oink chuck here says it's like they don't fully understand the situation but he's still okay with it and basically they find this coliseum and they're like what the heck and that's when they get attacked by one of the general zombies or at least as one of the uh, at least a zombie in armor and uh yeah it's time for a fight <laughs> yeah frankie kind of has like a it, it's short but a, like a pretty cool like kind of toe-to-toe -to -toe with a just a straight up a zombie general in a suit of armor <laughs> yeah blocking the sword with his hands because he's made of metal so he's just like all right and using his arm his guns and it it kind of shows what they're up against where they're taking this thing down but it's a zombie, so it's just getting back up. Yeah, and it's 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 causing issues. He's he 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 defeats it, but it's it's just going to keep coming, and that's the issue. It's like oh boy. Yeah. 
we, we get kind of an explanation here after the fight from what was the pig guy's name is it just oink i think it's oink chuck oink chuck <laughs> yes so, and so like you know he basically kind of lays it out for him just like you know there's zombies so they don't feel pain you know each of them they're, they're basically like powerful warriors um from when they were alive so it's just like you guys are basically up against immortal versions of very strong people mm-hmm. Yeah, we got the head knight of a country, a fierce criminal, a legendary samurai, a pirate, and a pistol master. And it's like, there's no way you can win, win against them. All of your friends will be killed, and it serves you right. And that immediately sets off Luffy. But a wall zombie comes out and blocks their path. And that's when we see a bunch of the general zombies all wearing armor. It's like, oh... Oh, yeah. they are. They, 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 the odds really are stacked up against them. Like, you feel all confident with the, how they took on the uh, Enos lobby and all the thousands, but this uh, definitely is different. Yeah, things are definitely, you know, picking up. Like, they're, it's not going to be as much of a cakewalk as it, you know, appeared to be at first sight. And, you know, uh, uh, smartly, they were, you know, Frankie was just like, you know, I, I kind of struggled against one. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. not going to fight, you know, what, what seems to be like a, a good dozen of these guys. Mm, but these three teaming up is is a lot of fun. You got you know, the the strong rights from Frankie. You got all the arms flying out from Robin. She's looking cool. Luffy getting doing his thing while still in the uh, suit of armor. But then we hear one sword style 30, 36 pound Phoenix. It's like, oh, hey, Zoro's here. And it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is a weird, freaky looking zombie wearing I fungushi, but also no pants. I, I don't know. I yeah, no, it's there's a lot going on here. <laughs> he has uh, something of like a Hitler stash going on too. It's all it, he's got like a snake on his head. I I don't know what's happening, but there's there's Jigoro of the wind. <laughs> yes, uh, legendary grumpy old man, a master swordsman who could cut a swath through through seven thousand pirates just to protect his family. So definitely a legendary swordsman, but he even has. Brooke jokes where it's like a scar on the back is a swordsman shame, but I'm covering scars. <laughs> yeah, so. it's just like, who who are you? Yeah, it's like there there is something up with these zombies that they're acting like our friends, and I I love this joke so much. Frankie's yes. like, all oh, right, we just use fire, so you know, let's do let's do this, and they're like, oh, get your buckets, and they pour themselves out with the. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good Me? gag. These zombies are aware of their weakness. You know, they're not they're not like the other guys from earlier. I feel like that's a it's hilarious, but it is also a good way to like raise the stakes. You're like, oh no, these zombies know what they're doing. Yes. These yeah, these zombies are built different. But Frankie and Robin are able to make it past and uh the the like, well, we don't know which one's Luffy. We can't tell him from the rest because he's wearing armor, so what are we yeah. gonna do here? <laughs> and it's like, hey, Straw Hat, where are you? And uh, then we see that Luffy has been caught and is wrapped up in a coffin covered in webs. Yeah, it looks like he's going to the, like, through to the other side of the castle. Or, like, yeah. Yeah, so Luffy's been caught at this point. They're down to two. Also, I love how it's down to the pairing of Frankie and Robin again. For some reason, these two work really well together. Yeah, yeah. It's And uh, I, 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 I like it just on the sense that it's like the two newest members of the crew kind of getting, like, their time to shine. Yeah, very much so. And that's when we meet Taralan, I'm going to go with that, Uh, a spider monkey, a literal spider monkey. Spider monkey, yeah. (laughs) It's it's like, well, there goes the coffin, but hey, don't worry, you'll get to go with him sooner or later, because I'm in front, the armored warriors are behind you, this is the end. 
and they're surrounded. Really, yeah, they're yeah, completely I, surrounded. I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. The tension is, you know, starting to really rise. Yeah, the fact that the three strongest members have all apparently been caught. Yeah, or yeah. at least disappeared. I feel like this is a, it's a really different setup for an arc too, where it feels like the straw hats are being kind of whittled down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely that case where they just had they've had no time to get settled. They're not they weren't fully separated other than the the first three, but they got picked off, and we've not seen that before where they're slowly getting picked off. That's not usually not an issue. Yeah, Oda still how somehow finding a way to just make things feel different. So we'll see how that all continues. Uh, another SBS here where somebody's like, so why is Chopper not interested in the bodies of human girls? He's, he's supposed to be out 15, right? He's like, well, remember, he's in, not into human girls. He may look, he may talk like a human, but Chopper's still a reindeer. So he's only into other reindeer. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm kind of surprised that was the question. I know, right? He's like, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be it. And hey, we got official birthdays for Kobe and Helmeppo. So Kobe's May 13th for bad luck. Helmeppo is July 16th for Freeloader. So there you go. There's pro- I feel like there's probably an extra layer of wordplay going on here that I'm, I'm too lazy to figure out at the moment. But you know, we, we kind of get, get where yeah. but it's going I, for at this point. <laughs> we've definitely encountered this before, right? Where like um, a reader will like ask, the, basically like these characters have these birthdays now. And Oda's just like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time we encountered that. Yeah. It, it's. This is like the third or fourth time, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But then the final one is like, okay, what just happened with uh, Kobe? Like, Kobe's hot now. What's up with that? <laughs> it's like, oh, we just had a growth spurt, spurt, and burn yeah. off all the fat. I forget. Did we like? How long has it been? They don't say. Yeah. They, they I, don't say at all. It's got to have been less than a year, right? I, 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 it has to be, I, I definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely less than a year. So yeah, all that man, training hey. really helped, helped out Kobe. <laughs> Kids grew up so fast. <laughs> he was being, it's, 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 it's a metaphor for his life. He was being stunted by Alvita, but he's now he's, he's able to grow and evolve thanks to uh, Garp. Yeah. And well, considering Garp's training methods, I'm, I'm sure Kobe probably <laughs> all that fat turned into muscle real fast. Oh yeah. All right, chapter 453, Cloudy, Partly Bony. <laughs> and we find out how our four machine, our four, four robots made it to the moon. They rode balloons. They just rode balloons? Yeah, you know, easy. Why don't? Why didn't you do that? Skill issue. Right, I mean, sure. <laughs> I, I, uh, the moon uh, must work very differently on this planet, that's for sure. I... I have a lot of questions about the moon, personally. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. So, same here. Jeez. All right. So we get into the chapter itself. We're back at Perona's Wonder Garden. And all of the uh, the wild zombies are like, all right, newcomer, what the hell? You're supposed to be working with us. Why are you helping them? And he's like, you know, he's as strong as a zombie general. You're like, you're stronger than us. What's, what's, what is up with that? And it's like uh, this, this penguin dog is just like a, a power that blows everything away. That name, the, the name of that tempest is love. It's like God, this is such Sean. This is such Sean. Yeah, exactly. Time. You're just kind of like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's saying stupid things just like Sanji. Uh, it's like, hey, do you know Sanji should help us? It's like, and that's Usopp saying that. He he starts kicking at Usopp and and Chopper. It's like, oh, he only wants to save Nami, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> 
But that's when they start hearing something in the distance and we immediately see Absalom. It's like, oh, they're showing up. <laughs> Absalom and Lola. And she finds Nami and immediately takes an axe to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, you know, hey, whoa, whoa, I love this. Like, there you are, cat burglar. She's like, I haven't stolen anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then the penguin shows up and kicks away the axe throws off Lola, but Lola strong enough to punch that, that penguin away. They're like, wait, why didn't you return the attack? I will never kick a woman, even if it kills me. It's like, you still to think you'd still consider that to be a woman. I have so much respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Go weird, cursed Sanji penguin thing. You know, he, he certainly, he, he doesn't have whatever is in there. Doesn't have the part that saw Kokoro, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But of course, Absalom also takes this opportunity to turn invisible and start running away with Nami. I wasn't expecting this, but I'm actually really glad like Nami just kind of like is just like nah -uh, and gets off a good like uh, thunder charge. Yeah. Uh, and is able to escape from Absalom. So I was I was expecting like, oh, God, here we go again. No, she she takes care of him. Is like, yeah, oh, you, you peeped on me in the bath. It's like, I don't I don't make myself beautiful just for some perverted beast. And she just takes him out. Yeah. Go Nami. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all down for that. Of course, turns out Absalom likes it. It's like, is this love? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gone from bad to worse. Yeah, that's for sure. Lola takes off, chasing after the three of them. Then the, the wild uh, zombies are like, uh, we, should, we, should we go after them? Um, we don't want to be scrubs for Mistress Perona, so what are we going to do? And the, the, penguin, the dog penguin is just like, um, this, this body is too weak. They're just trying to figure out what to do. And uh, Absalom's trying to tell them, is like, don't touch that woman. And uh, they're like, no, no, we only serve uh, Perona. It's like, no, no, you're going to, yeah, you're going to, don't want to take me off. So watch your mouth when you speak. And that actually stops them. It's like, oh, does Absalom have some power? And then we get a demonstration. Yeah, he has some power. He takes out. He's the, got force powers. Yeah. <laughs> He's able to blast away the, 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 the penguin dog with no issue. I thought his power was invisibility, so I don't know what this is about. Maybe he has some kind of invisible weapon, but... <laughs> Maybe? I have no it, idea here. It really is just kind of like, I'm just going to force push you. <laughs> the sad thing is, is Absal looking at, especially when he's doing the force push, Absalom does have a cool design. Love the coat, he, yeah. love the outfit. It it's just, just like your first introduction <laughs> to this character is like, oh, he's like a disgusting monster. <laughs> yeah. He's he's an interest has an interesting power set. He's just you know, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I will I will never like in any sort of appeal he could possibly have is just tainted. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh uh, well, but uh, yeah, the three of them are running. Lola's chasing after, her, and then Hoosop is like, "Hey, uh, we should split up." It's like, "Wait, you want to use me as a decoy?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, you know, she's after Nami. And that's when we find out from the spider monkey as we shift our scene here that, yep, Sanji, Zoro, and uh, Luffy have all got stuck into the wall. And soon they'll suffer the, the, like, Frankie and Robin will suffer the same fate, according to this spider monkey. It's like, wait, was the Sunny getting caught up in that giant web your work? It's like, oh, huh, that's you. And it's like, like oh, Frankie has a, I, I bet Frankie does not like that. Yeah, you know, do, do not touch the sunny. <laughs> and I love this calm talk between the two of them. It's just like, oh, we're completely surrounded. We'll need to take quick action. You want to leave it to me? Eh, I'll, fo I'll follow your lead and let's do it. And that's when we get coup de vent. 
taking out the this, bridge. Yeah. All right. You know, can't go forward, can't go backward. That that it, it's the perfect Frankie move. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just all right. You know, blow it to smithereens. And everybody's falling in the bridge, including themselves. But that's when Robin shows off a new ability. Sienfleur's wing sprouts a bunch of arms in order to create wings for herself. He's like, wait, you can fly Uh, for about five seconds. Yeah, she looks pretty strained. And I'm sure Frankie's probably not the lightest chap. (laughs) No, she looks awesome like that, though. Like, yeah, no, it's probably one of Robin's most like iconic techniques. Yeah, that looks fantastic it's just enough time to use a strong right to grab onto the edge of the bridge so they can give chase to luffy so they grab a hold of each other and uh, he, he smacks into the wall but eh, she's just fine she already jumped up and <laughs> yeah. no worse to the wear honestly the, the brilliant combo <laughs> yeah it worked out really well and i again i just like the dynamic of these two together it's it's, it's a yeah, lot of it's fun great. Of course, the spider monkey fell down as well, but he's like, hey, I can climb up walls. So I'm coming after you, too. When all of a sudden, here comes Brooke out of nowhere and crashes into the rest of the armored zombies for some I reason. I don't know what he was doing and why he's he's just all right. You know, that's his entrance. <laughs> he's just here now. OK. <laughs> and that's I, I love that it, it took the entire chapter to get like the, the chapter title to come back. I know. <laughs> They took their time, that's for sure. All right. Time for chapter 454, The Humming Swordsman. And uh, we get we get a two uh, color spread this time around where a boxing match between Frankie and Luffy, which is great. Pretty, old, pretty great. I, I commented on this before, but I just I, I love having Frankie on the crew because he just adding him to the like potential of the color spreads is just is great. Also, this is the most pants we've ever seen him wore. Oh, God, you're right. Ah, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't Speedos. Yeah. <laughs> also, the implication that they've gone 53 rounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Robin. All right, into itself, we have Usopp and Chopper trying to stop Lola as she can, cont- like, literally riding her as she's chasing after yeah. Nami. <laughs> And she has Nami cornered, has two swords out, ready to kill her. When Nami says, I'm actually a man. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, poor Chopper is completely impressionable. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, yeah, I'm a crossdresser. No joke. I think that you and that beast man will make a great couple. I'm rooting for you. She's like, and Lola's just like, no one's ever encouraged my love. <laughs> man, uh, like... Nami just rolled like a perfect 20. I think this is what happened <laughs> For here. For persuasion, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, all right, just instantly able to take command of the situation. Just like, yeah, I believe in you. But like, there's also something really heartwarming. And I love this next scene too, where like, she's kind of in relationship counseling with Nami. <laughs> yeah yeah just like yes my name is namizo call me nami for short <laughs> brilliant and just i'm setting up under an umbrella it's like okay you know he's not going to give you the thin print if he's conscious that's why you need to get him to sleep it's like is that ethical like you're a zombie oh a loophole <laughs> thank you yeah and you can just knock him <laughs> unconscious first so there you go and that's when she actually uses this to her advantage. It's like, I lost something at the treasure storage. I want to go back and get it, but I don't know where it is. Can you tell me where to get it? Oh, that place is close to, to Mistress Perona's room. So it's like, my God, just Nami in her element. And I, this is yeah. her at her best. I, I love it. Yeah. Just completely, again, like 
I love how able how quickly she's able to just go straight into like social engineering mode, basically. Like, all right, I'm gonna lie my way out of this. Yep. And, <laughs> and I it love works. how Chopper still thinking it's like, no wonder she seems so manly. <laughs> oh, wow. Rude? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Oh gosh. And it's Absalom is chasing after them to get to get him and Nami just says, Lola, this is your chance. I'll never see him again, so you'll be okay. You two make a great couple. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You know, it works out for everybody. I love that these three are somehow holding on better than the, the strong set. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey, I, I feel like this is a this is a situation where raw strength isn't going to get you out of every situation. So there you go. Yeah, it does and, not and, and again, I, I love, like, we haven't had, yeah, I mean, we're still fairly early on in the arc, so we're not, like, going to have proper multi-chapter fights or 1v1s or anything like that so i love i love situations like this where the you know the straw hats kind of get to focus in on their individualities and like all right here's what like these characters would do in the uh these situations and it, it feels like really natural yeah yeah for sure meanwhile perona is raiding the sunny they're like there's no treasure here they're just they're just some money that and the boxes are all empty it's like eh. They've hardly got anything of value, so how is this the the ship of the man that's the defeated Crocodile? Eh, well, they have a lot of food. Let's just take that. I'm like, no, the food. the food. <laughs> Although, I guess it, it makes sense. They spent all their money on the Sunny. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, they're, they're definitely they broke now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's when we get something interesting from Hilden. Moria is calling for the Mysterious Three because they have captured Luffy, and they will, will reveal number 900. Hmm, I can take is... that to mean that they've been making 900 zombies. Yeah, probably. I think that's the easy thing to expect based on all the numbers that we've seen. So, yeah. Yep. But uh, Absalon succeeded in getting away from uh, Lola and uh, he he arrived in Perona's room and just like he's sort of looking for them. But that's, you know, Perona and Absalon meet up and basically... <laughs> Kumasi immediately says, welcome back. Uh, I have something important. He's like, no, shut up. Don't make a sound. I don't yeah. want to, you're not cute. <laughs> and Absalom's like, you're too strict. It's like, I don't, he's my underling. And that's why we see, we see the whole point of this gag of her telling to shut up. The three of them, Chopper, Nami, and Usopp are hiding in Kumasi. <laughs> there we go. That's we, we, we had the setup that Perona does not allow him to talk. And now we have the one situation where he really should talk. And now, you know, she's just like, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they all explain that, like, we hid in here because we didn't think he was a zombie. So, yeah, <laughs> which is just great. Mm. But they also find out from Hilden that along with the pirates, the humming swordsman is here. And they're like, what? We see Brooks imprint into the ground. And uh, here comes the spider monkey ready to fight Frankie and uh, Robin right off the bat. And it's like, ah. Frankie pulls out the, the things he's been carrying on his back this entire time. And he just asked me to... Freaking uh, nunchucks. I know. It turns out to be nunchucks. He just asked Robin for time. I'm going to make for a weapon. And Robin's able to use the spinneret to uh, touch his eye, which makes him touch his hand, touch it, oh. touch his face, which spits the, uh, the webs that he's about to spray onto her to stick to him, which is so clever. I love the way she Again. can use her powers. Yeah, I feel like God. I feel like Robin also has just been getting tons and tons of uh, utility and time to shine lately. I feel like she needed it after being sort of in the background for most of Water Seven and Enos Lobby, right? And she wasn't really involved in the fights during Skypea all that much. And again, not necessarily that I need like every Straw Hat to you know be involved in the fights, but I love 
like this is sort of Robin in her element, you know, like she's kind of like the tactical. She's the assassin, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it matches up really well with Frankie's brute strength because he decided to stick those nunchucks into the stone pillars in order to create heavy nunchucks. And this is why Frankie's amazing. Yes. And I feel like, not not to get too ahead of myself, I, I feel like we don't really see too much of this like as of late. I don't even know if we ever see this again, but I love like... There's almost like this MacGyver element to Frankie where he'll just like he'll just slap some stuff on the ground together to make a weapon. <laughs> yeah. And it it, and it it just goes to his brawler nature. Yeah, it's like both the mix of brawler and like engineer. It's it's so good. And he's just beating the hell out of this spider monkey. And he, he tries to use the spider net, which captures the, 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 the pillar. And he's just like, eh, weapons left and blasted in the face. I was hooting and hollering while I was reading this. I was just like, man, Frankie's so cool. <laughs> I, I was, I was saying. the beat the hell out of this thing with just just concrete pillar nunchucks. Come on, man. <laughs> you, you gotta <laughs> so love cool. it. But this is also where we discover how the heck the other three were captured. Because uh, turns out Robin got captured. She said, I didn't think there were other spouter, spiders. It turned out to be like mouse spiders. Then Frankie gets captured by, by when he turns his back to try to help her. Um, there are 500 spider mice within Thriller Bark. And they're the ones who were able to sneak up and catch all of the, uh, all of the, all of the uh, straw hats so far. Not for nothing. I have a sneaking suspicion when the other straw hats got caught. They probably weren't in such uh, <clears throat> compromised positions as Robin is in, but you know. <laughs> Although that is quite funny to imagine. <laughs> oh yeah, it would be. Although it is like that is a hell of an outfit she's wearing. We haven't really commented on it, but like like the knee-high boots, the fishnet stockings, and then the just black the black dress. <laughs> it's 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 I mean, it fits. It's very Halloween. It is. It, it's like that's why I've not really minded it, just because it fits the vibe of this place so well, and it's just yeah feels very Robinish. So, all right. <laughs> and fortunately, it's not like it's around. It's more around her waist. It's not like they're tucked in like, like that close to her. Yeah, chest, yeah, yeah. Which is nice. It's a little hmm, but you know, you know, they're yeah. I feel like we we started at the bottom, so I guess every other everything else can you know it's not as bad in comparison. <laughs> yeah. But then all of a sudden we get a song talking about Binks's crew and like what's what's going on? It's like Binks's brew. Binks's brew. Sorry, excuse me. And that's when uh, Brooke shows up. Is like, how did you get up here? It's like, oh, I jumped. I am very light, you know. They're like, well, there's no helping it. If you're already here, I'll tell you everything about this island. And uh, the, the spider monkey's like, wait, who are you? Oh, you're with the pirates, so I'll capture you. It's like, oh, don't worry, the match is already over. Three pace hum, notch slash, and he cuts the thing in half. Which is just like, oh, well, one, that that's the same attack that uh, Vyuma used, isn't it? To I think so, or something similar to it. Yeah. So that that's, we'll figure out what that's about in the next chapter. But, um, n- n- like, actually seeing Brooke just, like, walk up to this, like, big boss thing and just slice it in half. Where he's just like, oh, yeah, no, the, the fight's already over. Like, it's... It's genuinely cool. What an entrance. Yeah, great introduction for Brooke. Um, God, I love it. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, and just... Go, I, I, I'm gonna... I would have to double-check the, the anime version of the scene, but I could imagine just, like, how kind of, like, beautifully haunting almost it would be to just, like, have, like, this humming, you know, kind of, like, in the background getting louder. I feel like I feel like it's the kind of scene that would really benefit from some, like, voice work. Oh, totally. I'm, I'm sure it's 
pretty awesome, but, oh man, uh, <laughs> great. What a way to endear yourself to Brooke. Like he's been silly yeah. up to this point, but it's like, oh, oh, he could be cool too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have our SBS where a lot of, so one of it is just about Khalifa, which I don't know if I really want to get into. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the other one is actually a bit more interesting. It was like, my brother tells me that the comics in, in Jump Magazine run in order of their popularity. Is that true? And Oda's like, oh, I actually get that question quite a lot. So it's not exactly how it works. The Jump Publications Deputy Editor-in-Chief chooses the order every week. But of course, the popular ones do have a tendency to run in the front. The Vice Editor-in-Chief promotes certain comics on certain weeks, depending on the mood. And to be specific, the order is intended to maximize the enjoyment of the reading public. But it's up to you to read it in whatever order you want. So I like that kind of like behind the scenes. Yeah, and... I can actually add uh, somewhat onto this as uh, somebody who's worked on what feels like a dozen different canceled Shonen Jump manga at this point. <laughs> um, whereas I wouldn't it, like, and, and there, God, there's a whole like what feels like subculture around like studying the Shonen Jump publication order of like what, what series is arranged uh, at what part of the magazine for, um, you know, like, like people tracking it week to week and stuff. I would say at the very least, like if you're at the bottom of the pack consistently, you're probably not going to last that long. I think is kind of the, yeah, I, I, I think it, it's less like a hard popularity. You know, it, it's not like, um, it's not like hard numbers, but I think series that get placed in the back of the magazine have a tendency to not last as long, uh, which is maybe, you know, a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but you know, a, a little bit. I mean, and it and isn't isn't necessarily the case all of the time. There there are things that are in the back that are just like jump keeps this around because it like serves a particular audience. But you know they 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 are at least on some level influenced by like the reader surveys and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. like I picked up two issues of Shonen Jump when I was in Japan, and I didn't I haven't didn't take notice of where they were in order, but I did notice that the. Um, what, what was it? To love Ru? Uh, you? Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. To love Ru? Yeah. yeah, I think that was towards the back, but I think it was because of content. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There, um, which is also another kind of pol- I don't know if I'd call it a policy, but that, that is definitely something you would notice that the racier stuff does tend to get put in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can definitely say with confidence also that like if a manga in Shonen Jump is placed in like. You know, like the front chunk of the magazine, it's probably doing pretty well for itself. Like you're not yeah. going to be like, oh no, this is going to get canceled, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, it's 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 fascinating. That's it's a sure. whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Oh, it's in- very interesting. Uh, the last one is somebody asking why Khalifa isn't a par- uh, a log- logia type rather than a paramethia type when it comes to the bubble bubble fruit fr- uh, fruit. And the reason for that is the bubbles come from her. The actual shape of her body doesn't change. So it's a paramethia type because you have to rub the bubbles and then they come out. Makes sense. If the body changes, then then it's logia. Yeah, where it's kind of like it's your your body turns into the element. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like if somebody tried to like stab Khalifa or something, like she would probably still take the hit. Or, or yes. I guess it would bounce off her, but like, like, but because she's a paramethia, it wouldn't just like go through because like, oh, she's a bubble, you know? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't quite yeah. work that way. Although the line gets a little blurry with some devil fruits for sure, <laughs> <laughs> um, which we'll we'll see as as things go on. But yeah, it is mm-hmm. it is sort of interesting to consider the technicalities. Yeah, it would be interesting. 
Yeah. All right, time for our final chapter of the set, Gecko Moria of the Seven Warlords of the Sea, where we see uh, our four robots trying to take on this space pirate that we saw long ago with the Nehru. Uh, it's like, this is the man who killed the doctor. A man's got to do what a man's got to do. And I'm trying to figure out what the explosion was about in the first place. Maybe, that, like, like, wasn't there like a mining operation with like when... And they were was like my varse and got all upset. Yeah, so. yeah. I guess that's it. So they're they're, they're doing something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool design I, though. I love that design for the like. It looks genuinely intimidating despite its ridiculous look. Yeah, yeah. It it's just one of those things that like considering the context, you're just like, wow, this is. I what what am I witnessing? <laughs> I have no idea. We're 22 volumes in and we still have no earthly idea what's going on. <laughs> with yeah, I do find it very interesting that there there is some kind of like industrial operation happening on the moon, apparently. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're All mining right. cheese. They're getting cheese. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> well, into the chapter itself, the spider monkey is not doing so well, but, uh, you know, he's obviously not down for the count. And that's when he sort of recognizes Brooke. It's like, oh, no worry. I've already and Brooke is just like, eh, I've already taken countermeasures, even though he's still up. We're we're done. And he's like, the zombies have a certain weakness. And all of a sudden we see this black thing come out of the spider's mouth. And then he says, Ah, that's the zombie's soul. And now we turn to your original master. And it leaves. And yeah, Captain Terralan, the the spider monkey, is actually defeated and down for the count. And Frank is like, what did you do? Oh, I purified it. <laughs> Which is just awesome. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, that's why they're freaking out about Brooke being around. How yeah, do you I love pair that like, purify these things? Because holy crap. <laughs> yeah, and I love that they were the other, like the weird mice things. Or like, that's the man who made a mess of Thriller Park five years ago. So <laughs> clearly Brooke has a history here. And where, whatever he did last time he was here, he was, you know, he seems to have made a bit of a mess. Which honestly just makes him cooler, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, th- I love everything about this entrance and seeing seeing Brooke again here. I was wondering when he would show back up, and I'm just like, oh, it's here and it's awesome. Yeah, and it didn't take that long, honestly. I I didn't expect Brooke to come back so quickly, mm-hmm. but the, all the 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 spiders run off, and Brooke's just like, oh, those spider webs are resistant to strength but vulnerable to fire, and Frankie's able to use this fire to free himself and Robin. And he's like, so strong. So Luffy was taken. You seem to know a lot about this island. And he's like, well, I don't know where to start. They were already captured. It may be, it may be too late. Well, what do you mean? I was like, well, don't shout at me in public. It might lose face. But I'm a skeleton, so I don't have a face. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Frankie's just like ready to shoot him. She's like, no, stop. He's already dead. From Robin. Yeah, yeah Robin's trying to calm him down. <laughs> and Frankie's still trying to shoot him in the next page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically he says I wandered the seas for decades on a ship that I couldn't that couldn't be steered I wanted to escape these waters but the rudder was broken so I just had to let the currents take me and that's how I arrived at, at Thriller Bark five years ago much like you so because I wanted to escape I started searching for parts to fix the rudder and explored the fit place on foot but all I found were the monsters and the zombies uh, I eventually got captured and what I witnessed was a martial arts dancer and a patched up corpse they called a marionette. Then a large man appeared and basically pulled the shadow from the martial artist and removed it. And it's like, oh, 
Oh, I think we know where this is going already at this point. Yeah. Well, I, I love this bit too, you know, where, uh, of course, Brooke makes another skull joke. He's like, I doubted my eyes at first too, even though I don't have eyes. And the, well, I love that, you know, Frankie's like, I'm going to beat you up. And then this time Robin's like, yeah, just beat him up. <laughs> and <then laughs> he actually you, just beat up see, in the next panel. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very good. It's like, I would, so, I would soon suffer the same fate, but first I saw the man collapse after a shadow was taken and the shadow itself was pressed inside the lifeless body of the marionette. And the marionette, which originally was a motionless corpse, started to move. And now things are starting to click into place. Yes, yes. And we got basically more of a breakdown. So the shadow is another soul that follows its master's moves. The shadow at your feet is the same. Under normal circumstances, that soul is supposed to follow you from birth to death. But the man, who's a- is the man who is able to capture and force those shadows to submit to him is Gecko Moria. He has the shadow shadow fruit. I feel like I just want to point out, like, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> about the Like, wait, your, your shadow is another soul? Like, how does that work? I, I think this is one of those, like, blink and you miss it bits of world building that, like, has the potential to come back in a really, like, bizarre way. I, I that That's just kind of me, like, spitballing theories. But, like, that is, I feel like, a very weirdly specific thing to point out about how this world works. Yeah, or it could just could be a reasoning for how the shadow, shadow fr- fr- fruit works or something like that. Or maybe going yeah. back to Peter Pan logic where he's trying to get his shadow back. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be any number of those things. and Or it could also just be, like, death, you know. That's just how it works. This is so, my excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, okay, that's that's Moria's devil fruit. Just, you know, roll with it. Like, that's, I feel like we already have enough devil fruits where it's like, that's not really what that, okay, sure, you know. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't think shadow, shadow fruit and think, oh, so that, that must mean that shadows are sentient life forms in and of themselves that can be detached. Yeah. And we start to see the scale of the threat here because, yes, Moria has this shadow shadow fruit that he can take some of these shadows and put them in corpses. But the major problem is that he's working with Hogback, who's able to create ba- uh, powerful, powerful corpses and with the body parts of various creatures. And he's gone to various cemeteries to revive the bodies of legendary warriors. And he still has a ton preserved in his laboratory freezer. And yeah. Because of those two working together, they're able to do that. And the reason we're Moria? starting to see some of these personalities is because the personality and battle abilities are retained from the original owner of the shadow, though the physical yep. strength is dependent on the body. So, Moria's building sudden, an army. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's going on here. Yeah, and it, and uh, you can just assume that the government is okay with this because he's targeting pirates. Yes, he sees the bounties say, and he's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's taking out pirates, whatever. It just sort of, it's it works out for both sides. Yeah, and I, it's like, that's I, I, great that you brought that up because I was, I was trying to make sure that I, I hit that point too, where it's like, now we're, we're seeing like just the level of like atrocities that the government is willing to turn a blind eye to just because the, like, he's targeting pirates, it's whatever. And not, not even, like, like Crocodile tried to take over a country. <laughs> yeah. So far, the warlords we've met have not been great. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I feel like it says a lot about them and maybe a lot about how the government views pirates that they are willing to, like, turn a blind eye to so many horrible things just to, like, basically make a deterrent for pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. And, and we'll... 
uh, to get into tease mode, I, I feel like the the sort of dynamic and relationship between the warlords and the government, I think, is a really a really interesting aspect of the setting. Ooh, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's where we get a breakdown of from Brooke is like, yeah, the stronger the combination of the physical body and the shadow warrior, the more powerful the zombie soldier will be. And that's why he seeks out those bounties. Oh, and that's also probably why they stuck Sanji in a penguin. <laughs> yeah. Because he yeah. doesn't have a bounty. <laughs> they don't think he has a bounty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're like, why? Why is this penguin dog so strong? Mm hmm. <laughs> But yeah, after taking the shadow that has the same battle abilities, he has no need for the original owner of the shadow. The stronger they are, the more quickly they are sent out, sent back out the sea while still unconscious. And it's like, oh, we got to save their bodies. Yeah. And Brooks is like, okay, you just have to trust me. Trust you. Hey, eh, you have to be out of your skull. I get it. I haven't had this kind of audience in decades. It's like, I, on, on the one hand, yeah, no, this is a stupid gag. <laughs> and I think there is a, a little bit of like... um. Uh, audience stand-in for uh, as far as Frankie and uh, Robin are is concerned it's just like oh my god get on with it um, but at the same time I, I do kind of respect like yeah like Brooke's living it up man he hasn't like he hasn't gotten to screw with people in a long time <laughs> honestly the more I'm the more I am with him and these jokes the more he's just I, I'm really loving him yeah he's just dad jokes <laughs> yeah he's dad jokes just the entire yeah. time but the, th the mysterious three have come together and we see Hogback, Absalom, and Perona. And uh, such interesting designs. <laughs> yeah. And then we actually get our proper introduction of Gecko Moria, who we find out his former bounty was 320 million berries. And he has a model. this. Yeah. Rely <laughs> on others. Favorite line. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to be made Pirate King. So, yeah, he definitely Which, has oh, ambitions. Mm. Yeah, which I, I love. As soon as you turn the page, like Luffy's like Pirate King. Uh uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, untie me, you big onion. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> just like, ah, this is Straw Hat Luffy. You seem to have made a name for yourself, but you're the third I've captured so far. One is uh, Zoro, the pirate hunter. The other is a blonde man with no bounty. <laughs> but yeah, he's <laughs> <somebody's> blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, that. and yeah, you're right. That's why he got stuck in a random penguin. <laughs> Surprised by how strong he is. Because, yeah, we we know now why. Oh, that's why the penguin was acting like Sanji. Oh, that's why that swordsman zombie was acting like Zoro. Oh, that's why Ryuma is acting like Brook. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't said explicitly, but that's probably like they we know that Brook lost his shadow. So it's probably in Ryuma. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those things where he's like, oh, it's not spoilers. It's just it's not you just naturally connect the dots. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm, which I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do because there, there is so much about the rest of this arc I don't remember. So I am just kind of like, OK, I, I think I know where this is going. Yes, I, I remember certain aspects. I forget many others. Yeah, yeah. So yep. we'll we'll see how these details come together. But I love Nami being like, why are the three strongest guys the first to get caught? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're asking about the, the, the about those three, and Perona's like, ah, Kumasi never received them. And it's like, <laughs> and Kumasi tries to talk. He's like, shut up. I said, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, so, and I love that. Uh, I, I'm going to, who I assume is Usopp, says, shut up. You better not tell them. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Absalom's like, wait a second. They were causing trouble at the courtyard. Like, Hogback, you hurt my wife, even after I told you not to. And like, <laughs> Sindri immediately says, no one will ever marry you. <laughs> uh, Sindri, 
It's perfect. It's yeah. So good. Sindri, boss. And then she turns yeah. around and hog back and she's like, no one will ever marry you either. <laughs> says, I got hit by a stray bullet. Just literally catching strays. That's so good. Oh, oh gosh. It's like, ah, you're, Maury's just like, ah, you're annoying me. So if the pirates escaped, you have to do something about it. But we should be celebrating the birth of a powerful uh, new force that will join us. And then we find out that Luffy bit through the bars and is yeah. getting away. Look, you can't you can't put this man in a cage. You cannot hold Luffy back. <laughs> we can see how much stronger he became since uh, freaking Buggy put him in a cage. Oh, really. yeah, yeah, where he was trying to bite through it, I think. <laughs> and he was making progress, but now he's he's gotten strong enough that he can do it. Like, now there's That's battle great. prowess. Yeah. And Absalon's about to use his power on him, but Perona stops him, says they're indoors, and instead sends out her ghost that she doesn't have to be asleep for, it looks like. She's able to send out three and able to be all right and uses that negative hollow to go through them and, yeah, gives them that depression. <laughs> they capture him, hoist him up, shine the light on him, and then Mori is able to grab hold of his shadow and snip it away. Just with a giant pair of scissors. <laughs> yeah. And Mori is, like, we've seen some odd designs, but Mori is so strange. It's like He is... He's yeah, no he's legs, just, all feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, oh. <laughs> he's just got this giant long neck and just, just he's just neck and belly. That's all this man is. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a really weird. It's very odd. But we yeah. end our chapters with him proclaiming they've acquired the battle abilities of a 300 million berry bounty. With that, they'll create the strongest special zombie in the history of the world. Oh, God, we're going to fight Luffy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I, I, I vaguely remember something about this, so we'll, we'll see where this goes, and I'm excited to find out. Unless he gets rescued at some point, which it's still possible with those three still being there. It's not looking so good. Yeah, it, it really feels like we're, we've kind of moved on, like we're kind of in the second act now of this arc. Yeah, it's it's funny because we had the five strongest together, like right off the bat. And then they yeah. got whittled down just because of getting captured by those those like those spider mice. They were a bit careless. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating that the straw hats are so much on the back foot so quickly. Yeah, it, and I feel like that's maybe what's so brilliant about the setup too is like the the three scariest uh, members of the straw hat crew have kind of like outlasted. <laughs> mm -hmm. just just on pure terror <laughs> <laughs> it's the newcomers and the scaredy cats the strong ones yeah. have been have been captured which makes for a fascinating set like i gotta say i'm excited i want to see more yeah. i want to see where this goes I really, I really do want to see where this goes yeah i'm in i'm in <laughs> you yeah. got me i and yeah I, I remember just being sort of eh, it was fine and I'm wondering, yeah. like, if the payoffs for a lot of this stuff is sort of where that ends up. But I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I definitely my broad impression when I read this arc like 12 years ago uh, was I, I definitely felt like the climax was too long. And that might have been why I was kind of burnt out by it. Mm. But, you know, I was I was trying to binge it to just like get through it. So maybe, you know, taking things at one piece at a time, you're just kind of like, you know, when you can. <laughs> Taking the story at a more relaxed pace, I think he sort of, you know, it gives you the chance to stop and smell the rotted flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but we do have an yeah. SBS before we fully end things off. And somebody, somebody spotted during Frankie's streaking moment, 
a wealthy looking girl holding a pair of binoculars. Which and, is just hilarious. <laughs> and it's just, and it's just like, how? How did you spot this girl? And that's I, when... God. <laughs> and Go that's on. when we find find out the backstory. Her name is Marmietta, and the person next to her is her butler, Yamanahare. And she's the only daughter of the mayor, Baimi, Bimne of Pucci, the gourmet city, which is connected. So she's very naive and very curious about everything. So she heard about the damage to Aqua Laguna from Aqua Laguna. She wanted to go to Water 7 and uh, deliver relief goods. But there she saw a strange sight where she, well, she was curious. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the thing that you might have missed out on is that they're, they're all pun names, of course. Oh. Like, the, like she's, um, and I think that's what the parentheses are. And so like, like Marta Mie is, is a, like th there's sort of a, it, it basically means like in full sight, like, you know, you can see everything. And there is sort of a that phrase in Japanese has a bit of an implication of, you know, like, you know, seeing something you're not supposed to. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The butler was please stop it. it and the mayor is how tasty, which is fitting for the gourmet city. Yeah, I think exposed might be a might be a good equivalent. Oh. <laughs> where, where <laughs> that's, that's an English word that can mean many things, um, but also has, you know, kind of a dirtier connotation sometimes. That's amazing. That, yeah. is, that is so good. And then our last question is, so can Robin feel what she's grabbing? Especially when oh, she had to yeah. grab Frankie. He's like, yep, she can feel yep. it. If they get Which, hurt, she hey, gets hurt too. I feel like the SBS readers are really good at like asking obvious questions that they, they just want Oda to say yes to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Just, just to have it from word of God, just like, yes. <laughs> Confirm this for me. And yeah, Oda is so. very good at confirming those type of things. It's like, ah, you feed into it, you perverts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, especially this this set of chapters. The SBSs, man, they were they were unhinged. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, y'all nasty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but with all that said, I believe we've said all we wanted to say about chapters four hundred and fifty one to four hundred and fifty five of One Piece. Thank you so much for listening. And you can find more of my ramblings and stream vods over at Bitnerd Games on YouTube or Bitnerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you at? I'm at Brandabovia on Twitter, talking about uh, anime, manga, games, and my job. Uh, I think I've said last week or maybe the week before that. I've been uh, watching and like sort of half live tweeting uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, um, and I've also gotten really back into Beyblade lately. Uh, that's the whole thing. <laughs> follow, follow follow my tweets if you <laughs> know anything about that. Perfect. I, I just, love it. I just watch a bunch of kids anime. Why not? <laughs> that's all I. That's I all mean, I do. Shonen is for for kids, so why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It is. I mean, just just a quick thought, though. Like, it, it is funny thinking because the original Yu-Gi-Oh was a Shodan Jump manga, and it is, you know, it does have a little bit like its darker edge to it. Um, so it is interesting watching GX with the framing of like this is a sequel to a Shonen Jump manga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't Somehow. quite feel like one sometimes. Certainly. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it though. I like it. <laughs> I, I've never watched. I watched a few. And I was like, eh, this. Mm, I didn't click, yeah, no, click I, with me the same way. I don't blame you. <laughs> also, yeah. Oh goodness. Well, if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode ad-free three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 456 to 460 of One Piece. So until then, my friends, bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time.
Oh, come on. <laughs>